0: who has had the best premier league transfer window besides liverpool of course what is our community shield predictions and what is the transfer round of this week there are plenty of links across the world to liverpool football club and involving liverpool football club so join us for another weekly episode of the room the podcast brought to you by lfc transfer room Hello, everybody, and welcome to the room—the podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room. I'm Richie, and I'll be one of your co-hosts. I'm joined today by Alex. How are you, Alex?
1: Yeah, I'm doing well again. Uh, last week of pre-season now, so we're you're getting really close to the season start, and again, we're hopefully news—you know—won't be as slow, so there'll be more to digest. But yeah, uh, almost there.
0: Yeah, one, uh, one final weekend before the Premier League season kicks off and obviously we've got the community to share the big clash against Manchester City that we'll be sharing our thoughts with. I'm also joined by Rigo, our transatlantic cousin. How are you?
2: Uh, doing well, Richie. Doing well. Uh, th- thank you. Uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to these next two matches, uh, Leipzig and then Man City coming up on Saturday. Uh, hopefully we come out with a win. We'll, we'll have our predictions shortly. Yeah, and Salzburg as well.
0: Uh, to be thrown in there too so um, we're going to start with our transfer roundup and uh, there's there's quite a bit actually considering that we are um, in the midst of perhaps not doing anything actually in the window so here's a couple of rumours Newcastle are strong contenders to sign rumoured Liverpool target Marco Asensio according to reports from Spain AS claimed that there is still plenty of uncertainty over the 26 year old's future as he enters the final year of his current deal it is the player's preference to remain at the Bernabeu beyond next season but he has interest from other clubs sporting Lisbon manager has revealed that highly coveted midfielder Matthias Nunez has already turned down a number of of proposals to stay at the Portuguese team. Sporting boss told a Portuguese outlet record that there is no difference in keeping his players. Borussia Dortmund will go all in to keep Jude Bellingham at the club next summer. Not this summer, next summer as well, as interest began uh, to ramp up this window from the likes of Madrid and Liverpool and amongst others. Now, it is worth reporting that Dortmund set their stall out at 102 million this summer uh, and also for next summer but i should think that, that would probably increase if jude goes the way in which he's going um that's from sky germany's Uli cola liverpool striker roberto Firmino was not spotted in initial picks from the club's pre-season training camp in austria while he has now been cited it did lead to some speculation over a possible departure one destination that was suggested is Juventus although reports indicated a bid had been made are said to be wide off the mark and finally according to reports via Il Messaggero Antonio Conte has eyed up another link with an Italian player whom he built a strong relationship with in Nicolo Barella his value is currently estimated at around seventy-five million pounds, and Spurs manager Antonio Conte is said to be keen on lining up a reunion this summer. And that's it for your roundup this week. As I said, there are a few tentative links in there. Perhaps you know players were linked to Liverpool with they now seem to be linked elsewhere. Um, any thoughts, really, from from you, Alex? Any standout stories in
1: there? Um, I'll take a bat of the beginning I'm made up. We finally shrugged off Asensio, um, as you probably saw coming. It makes a lot more sense for him to go to a team like Newcastle. That that's the main thing we were sort of saying that he it doesn't didn't really make sense for him to join Liverpool or where would he fit in Liverpool. But him um, on on a decline, uh, Newcastle. You know they just got the new investment, so the wages wouldn't be wouldn't be an, uh, an issue there. So it's sort of it's sort of a middle ground for both of them. Um, then um, uh, Asensio takes you know the the move to the Premier League and he, he can show he's still got you know what it takes and Newcastle um you know take a gamble on a player who would want to be considered to be above you know their standard so that makes a lot more sense and I'm I'm happy that that room has gone away finally at last.
0: Yeah, hopefully it stays away as well. Even if he is set to stay at uh, the Bernabeu, hopefully that stays away because he's not, he's not, I don't think he's a Liverpool player anymore. I think it's a square peg for
2: round holes. Rigo, anything to add uh,
0: on Essential or any of those obviously rumours?
2: That last one that you mentioned, uh, Nicola Borella to Spurs, uh, that would be very, very interesting one right there. Spurs have done a, a really, really good job recruiting this summer. Uh, <clears throat> Dan Levy finally opened up the first strings. Uh, for Conte, I guess figuring out Conte would be leaving to PSG or elsewhere if if he didn't. So uh, Spurs are definitely uh, remodeled their team uh, after Conte's vision. They brought in a lot of veterans along with some young talent. And if Barella ends up following following them through the door, Spurs are are pretty pretty much locked in. I think to a top four spot likely, and definitely will be a challenger uh, throughout the season. So that that'd be a tre- tremendous move for them. Would I like to see it? No, but uh, it would be great for them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think the only thing perhaps that you would perhaps have, um, you know, question marks over that transfer is actually the fee. 75 million Spurs have already put a pretty big outlay on several players this summer. And unless somebody high profile goes, I can't necessarily see it happen. But that's your transfer roundup. As I say, you know, there's there's not too much surrounding does look like business is completed uh, and if if that's the case then I think it's been a good window um, and, and it's one as well that we did our business early and you can't really argue with that too much um, Speaking about the window, we're going to talk around Liverpool Football Club really we're going to talk about the Premier League we're going to choose one team who we feel has had the best transfer window, now that doesn't mean the window that's going to win them the league it could literally be anything so as, as the host, I knew these questions so i'll go last uh you guys didn't know these questions that i'm going to put to you beforehand so i think it's only fair that you have first dibs um i went to alex last time so i'm going to go to rego you can have first pick who do you think has had the best premier league transfer window
2: and why Oh uh, man there's been quite quite a few good uh good windows for a variety of teams here um if i were to go a little bit more um off the beaten path i'd probably go leeds united um, even though they've lost Rafinha as well as Calvin Phillips, I think they've done a pretty good job in bringing in players that fit the mold of what Jesse Marsh is trying to do there, uh, including a couple of Americans in Tyler Adams as well as Brendan Harrison. For some reason, I'm forgetting his name, as well as uh, bringing in a uh, Colombian of Luis Sinistera from the Eredivisie, who's a speedy, uh, speedy winger. So I think they've done a fairly good job in 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 bringing in players to fill in the gaps. Uh, created by the loss of Rafinha as well as Phillips. So I'm excited to see what, what develops there at Ellen Roach. So I think they have had a pretty good window for for what they what they have to work with. They obviously don't have the budget that the big boys do. Okay, great shout, Leeds United. Alex, over to you.
1: I've went for a similar sort of theme and um, like a pound-for-pound pound sort of window and I've went for Brentford. Uh, even though they've lost Ericsson, I think they've hit a really good median of... Players who are Brentford quality right now, and players who potentially have higher ceilings and will will improve them going forward. Um, they got Ben Mee on a free from Burnley. Firstly, which um, you know, he probably is round about that level, and he, he's he's not going to get any better, but he, he's at a good standard. To, um, you know, to help them out and uh, and improve them for the here and now. Uh, same with uh Thomas Strakauskas, who was the Lazio number one. Um, coming from a league who obviously pride themselves on um. Good defensive setups. Um, I think he's a re- he's a really good uh pickup for them. And then um Aaron Hickey as well, who uh he's Scottish, but he obviously went to uh, to Italy to play for Bologna. He was 17 million, so he you know he was the first player they brought in for a fee, which, which is good money as well. And um he's he's obviously very versatile, so he, he can play, you know, as a wing back, as a full back, or as a centre back, because obviously uh, Thomas Frank does he does like his five back there. And um Keane Lewis Potter as well from Hull. Um he was sixteen million. Uh, he had a you know a good a good break season last last campaign. And he, he's one of them where I think along with Hickey is and you know, is could improve Brentford going forward. So I think they've done well to, you know, improve the here and now and then make signings for the future. So despite the Ericsson loss to United, I think they, they've had a good window considering where they were at last year.
0: Two very left field picks there gone the, on uh, the Spurs, etc., where I thought that you might pitch this at. Um, so yeah, very, very left field. Excellent work. I was torn actually between two. Um, my first one was going to be Nottingham Forest because I think they've made some sensational moves, bringing in two former Liverpool players as well in Taiwo, uh, Neko Williams as well. I think that they're going to be great players, they're young players as well. Uh, Bianco the right back as well. Uh, I think that listen, the reason why I said Nottingham Forest is because I think that they've made signs to stay up, to keep them into the Prem um, and, and to make sure they're there next year. But that would that's my second choice. And I think my first choice is a little bit more obvious. Uh, and I'm going to go with Arsenal. And the reason why I'm going for Arsenal is because I genuinely think they can make the next step and get Champions League football, which for them would, you know, solidify their status once more. Amongst one of If not, you know, the better teams in England, if they can deliver that consistently, then again, you know, Champions League consistently for that football club who seem to be able to generate revenue um, would would do wonders for them. I think Jesus is going to score goals. Um, I think he's your 15 to 20. Goal a season man uh, Zinchenko even if he doesn't play at left back I mean Tierney's not the most reliable um mainly due to injuries so Zinchenko can definitely deputize there but also he's been playing center midfield for Ukraine and you know anything is really an upgrade on Granit Xhaka so if he can play there and pull the to midfield I think that, that would be a, a good move too Fabio Vieira again former Liverpool um link in in that attacking midfield he's come for um, around 30 million as well so you know they're the places where Arsenal really needed to develop they needed a striker they needed some sort of defensive cover especially at left back and in midfield and Zinchenko you know does both of those things and also Fabio Vieira I'm quite actually looking forward to seeing what he's going to do because Liverpool were linked to him for it seemed for about two years so interesting to see what he can do at 22 years old on the big stage too. They've obviously brought in Matt Turner, uh, experienced goalkeeper and Marquinhos as well, the right winger from Sao Paulo. So, you know, for me it's it's not just it's not just the incomings, obviously they got rid of Obama Yank, they got rid of Oz, they've, they've decreased that wage gap. Um but Gwandusi as well leaving for for actual money, nearly 10 million. They actually got money for Gwandusi. Um and Lacazette obviously going on a free as well. I don't think he he never actually hit that hyper Arsenal. So, you know, that's that's why I'm going Arsenal. Um, Willie Saliba is well back from loan from Marseille. So I think that you know Arsenal really should be top four. I think if they don't get top four this season, especially with the window that Chelsea's having, especially with the window that Manchester United's having, you know, I think I think that perhaps they will um, they will have underachieved. And you know, all eyes on on London with. Tottenham and Arsenal having good windows too um so you know anybody else listening please do give us your verdicts not just on our position and our situation here where, where we're explaining our window drop a comment in the YouTube box and drop a comment and let us know as well um because there have been a, a few good shouts I think Villa have done well as well um Bournemouth really are yet to do something and Bournemouth going to actually manage to stay up with the squad that they've got and obviously Chelsea is just Getting brutalized by Barcelona at the minute, which is good to see. Um, unless you're a Real Madrid fans. So what we're going to do as well is we're going to do something new. And each week we are going to make predictions about the upcoming game. It'll primarily be the Premier League because that's that's what we can continuously do. Um so if there's a Champions League game and a Premier League game on, we'll just focus on the Premier League game for that week. And we're going to make predictions. Now, again, at home in the car, obviously when you've pulled over, join in, drop your predictions into the box because if you are correct in your predictions, we will give you a shout out the following week. The rules are thus, you get one point for the correct result and an additional two points for the correct score. So for instance, if I predict that Liverpool will beat Manchester City this weekend 2-1 and Liverpool beat Manchester City 4-1, I only get one point because I got the result that Liverpool would win. However, I said 4-1, I would have got three points. Okay, it's quite simple. It's easy to play. We're going to do it all season and we're going to see who uh, who, who can make the best predictions this season. Okay, so the first one is this week. is Manchester City in the Community Shield. Rigo went first last time um, with obviously his predictions. And uh, Alex, you're going to go first this time. So predictions on Manchester City versus Liverpool and the score, please.
1: Right. Again, it's a bit left field, but I think it'd be typical Liverpool. I think it's it's going to be close. Um, I don't think either team's going to particularly go for it or blow each other out the water. So I'm going to go Liverpool on penalties, um, just like the last two um, times we've been to Wembley. Um, yeah, I'll go Liverpool on penalties. Um, I'm confident we'll come out with the win, uh, even though I did say it'll be close. But yeah, I just have a feeling because it's so early. Um it won't be, you know, with dead games to say, but it'll be, you know, it'll be slow. It'll be teams, you know, not wanting to take too many risks. Um, just, you know, conserving themselves for the, the week after where um, it gets real. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Liverpool on pens, be optimistic.
0: Okay, I'm going to need a score, though, because obviously you are going for the draw and then Liverpool on pens. So, nil nil 1-1, 1-1. 1-1, I'll go 1-1. Okay, yeah. 1-1. okay 1-1 draw. OK, fantastic. And Liverpool, I think if it did go down to penalties uh, a couple of seasons ago, obviously we, we missed out there. I think there's there's certainly retribution to be had. Rigo, your
2: score prediction? Uh, I'm going to go for a little, uh, little bit more confident there. Uh, I'm going 3-1 Liverpool. Uh, one of each of uh, Nunez, Diaz and Salah to score. And we walk out of there with a trophy and a big smile on our face Saturday night even
0: predicted the scorers there as well get on your betting sites I'm not encouraging gambling by the way um but get on there because Rigo that that must be like a thousand to one those odds so fantastic stuff and I said earlier I'll go 2-1 and you know I've got to stick with 2-1 uh I think Liverpool edge it in the second half I think it'd be a very cagey first half but Liverpool should edge it in the second half I think they've you know potentially had a better pre-season um, I don't think Haaland will be up to scratch. He he obviously scored within the first couple of minutes on his debut, but I don't think he'd be quite up to the scratch to face Liverpool. So, hopefully, hopefully that's uh, the case that Liverpool can start. You know, this season with with a win. Do you think it's important, Alex? We saw it ironically two seasons ago where Liverpool didn't win the Community Shield, didn't impact their season at all. What do you think the Community Shield means though to not just the travelling fans, where it's a day out and Wembley and it's a great occasion? Do you think that? any value is actually placed on the community shield or is it perhaps a glorif- glorified and, and very, very well-paid and endorsed friendly? Uh,
1: maybe the latter. Um, I, I don't, I don't have any real stick towards it, to be honest, but at the same time, I don't, you know, think it's got much credibility. Um, it, it, it's a good for the, you know, for the neutral, you see two Premier League teams who obviously have been successful last season um, go head to head after a window as well. So it's um if anything, I think it'll be good for both managers to sort of get a get a glimpse of each other uh, going into the new season. I think if there's any takeaway or positive for Liverpool or City, it'll be that. Just, you know, getting a getting a look at your rivals before, you know, you're about to go heads head for most likely another title. So yeah, maybe a bit of a, a glorified, you know, friendly. It's starting to get, you know, paraded around the country now, isn't it? As well. It's, it's not even at Wembley this year, it's in it's at the King Power. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're trying to make it a bit more relevant doing that, but yeah, for me for me it it's it's a good opener. Uh, you get more minutes in the legs and you get to, you know, go toe-to-toe with someone who you will be for the rest of the season, but it's it's nothing more than that really. Uh
2: to me, um value is important in in the eye of the beholder. Like if if you want to take it as an omen of what's to come in the season, then definitely I think it it's a, it's a good Good jumping off point, especially considering it's the top two teams in the PL for the past five years. Um, So and obviously showing off new pieces in in this upcoming weekend. Uh, So I think it it is important in in the respect of showing that that we are there to to take the uh, Premier League from them and hopefully a good showing as far as the pieces and how they fit. Uh, The result in the end, really, it doesn't matter so much, obviously. But uh, I definitely want to come out on Saturday with a win. Um, I've had enough of Man City fans flaunting the PR titles, so uh, I'd rather get off on a good good foot than than not. Do you know the
0: current holders of the Community Shield? Anybody?
2: Chelsea.
0: Nope. Alex, can to need an answer. Um, Arsenal. Nope. It's actually Leicester City. So there you go. The Community Shield. We answered the oh, yeah, question. That's right. <laughs> has absolutely no bearing on the upcoming season apart from it is a nice trophy to win um, and, and we can add it to the cabinet so there we go there's your community shield preview and we we'll, like I say drop your comments into that YouTube box and we'll read out the correct results next week on the pod and we're going to go over to our final segment now which is a, a fairly new segment and it's called loan keep or sell and this week, what we're going to do is we are going to have three players, three young generational players where Alex, Rigo and myself are going to have to either loan one, keep one or sell one. Uh, we try to make it as difficult and controversial as possible. And again, get involved in the comments. These boys are your choices. Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones and Quiven Kelleher. You are to loan, to keep and to sell. Kelleher, Elliot, Jones. Alex.
1: I'll I'll go for the basic one. Um I'd I'd get rid of K- Kelleher, I'd sell him. Um, even though I think he he wouldn't demand as much as a fee as the others. Um for the pure fact he's a keeper and uh, he's not, a, not not an outfield player. And then I'd loan Jones and I'd I'd keep Elliot in the squad. Um I think he's you know he's got a higher ceiling and he's shown that he's he's already, you know. Uh, leapfrogged over him in terms of the pecking or of a Bills midfield and um, he's shown that he can play out right as well and it's just a bit of le- less of a gamble really because Jones at the minute he's just we don't know where his best position is and you know where he's best deployed we've seen glimpses of him but I think Elliot's just um he's just showcased a bit more so I'd I'd, I'd keep him loan lone Jones and then I'd, um, I'd sell Keller Okay very
0: sensible Rego.
2: Uh, Keller, he he looks uh re- he he looks like he's on the springboard to becoming uh a team's top keeper. Uh, I don't think uh, past this season, uh, I think he'll be looking for for a bigger move past this season. And we have Peter Luga waiting in the wings out on loan already. So I think Keller is already primed to become a starter. So I'd look to sell him uh, on loan. Unfortunately, I, I love the player, but uh, uh, inconsistent. And uh, hasn't nailed down a spot either on the wing or in the midfield for us just yet. So I'd I'd loan out Curtis Jones to a, pre- a Premier League team and uh, get some get some miles under those legs and and hopefully he has a season like Conor Gallagher did last season for Crystal Palace uh, with another squad. And and of course Harvey Elliott. Uh, he adds such a dimension to that's our midfield or even on on the wing there. I love lefties out on the pitch and he has that creative touch and is always looking either a goal or to set up a teammate so I definitely want to keep him around. Okay, uh
0: so so you're in agreement with Alex so which means I'm going to be the controversial one then. Um I am going to still sell Kelleher because I think that he deserves first in football. He's he's absolutely phenomenal um as a second keeper, but I think perhaps now is a time where actually he needs to branch out and you know Uh, The the world is his oyster, so to speak. So sell Kalher, but only for the good of of himself. I think he's a class number two and I hope he sticks around for a very, very, very long time. Um, I'm going to loan out Harvey Elliott. And the reason why I'm going to loan out Harvey Elliott is because I want him on that right side of attack. And I I would like for him to take over Salah on that right side. Um, And for him to do that, he needs to play lots of minutes on the right side as well. So I would love to see him go to, let's, say you know a premier league team um who play a bit like liverpool a bit attacking um and, and for him to get those minutes under his belt um and i would keep curtis jones on the basis that we need central midfielders now i know elliot's a central midfielder too naturally obviously he's he was always in the academy as a right attacking forward almost so I would keep Jones I think he's more natural I think he could play in the six as well as we've seen him I don't like him in the six but I think he can play a little bit deeper Um, he can play on the wing I don't think that's his position so I would like to see him in in you know in that center of the field maybe as that attacking player as well at that eight or that 10 running at players we know that Jones has a very high ceiling and it seems to me that he just needs minutes so yes a lone move might be good but we don't know whether you know, he, he's going to be deployed in the role that we want him to. I would see him as a future eight or ten, you know, almost like that Nabi who we bought from Leipzig. Um, so, yeah, I I think that that's, they would be my three choices. And especially since that you said you'd keep Harvey Elliott, uh, I've obviously got to keep Curtis Jones and be a little bit, bit different too. Um, but again, for everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week and we will hopefully be Community Shield holders. Although, as we've discussed doesn't really matter you know but a win over man city is good hat trick for darwin nunez is always good too Um, and it gives us all a chance to see what liverpool are going to offer this season so thank you all for listening drop some comments into the box please do give us those five star ratings as you all have been keep those views up because you've been absolutely phenomenal over this window Um, we're very very blessed to have all of you listen to us so thank you take care as always up the reds